The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your faith. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers here in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here for Rotten of the Core Wednesday. Uh, we're going to bring on our Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor, here in just a moment. But uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you will see that we are streaming live, second video down on the right side of the page. Right above that, <clears throat> actually, while you're there, enlarge that. You can blow it up. And uh, that's right, you can see the face is made for radio, and then you can click on the social media platform icon there and join us in the chat. Lots of people there in the chat this morning. We appreciate you guys' support. You know, I told Bradley, I said, there's such energy when we're getting ready to start the show, 
and some of the comments that are made and the back and forth and the camaraderie and everything that's going on in the chat. I said, I have this picture of everybody sitting on a roller coaster with their hands up about to go down the hill. <laughs> so, and and it's, uh, it's, very, it's very encouraging and very energetic because I'm very tired this morning. I, it was a busy day yesterday, and the last show I just felt like, oh, you... I, we're going to play it on Friday, but uh, I, I just felt like, oh, I didn't do such a good job in that. And there's lots of things I should have said, and I just <laughs> was just struggling to get through it. In any case, we're going to have that on there. And I appreciate you guys' support because it always uh, really lifts me up. It really does. It really does. Uh, right above where we're going live is usually Bradley's show. Um, I filled in for Bradley yesterday, and so if you want to watch that show, we did it on the Whistleblower and Thomas Renz, his uh, lawsuit that's that's been filed against the federal government over the deaths, and that's due to a insider whistleblower who said there's at least 45,000 people who are dead in three days, not seven months, in three days after taking some of these COVID experimental injections. Okay, So if you want to catch that, you can do that. Right above that is where you can enter to your email to subscribe to our email newsletter. If you put that in, we don't rent your email, sell it or spam it. You get one email from us a day and <clears throat> that includes the morning show archive. By the way, yesterday's show is archived too. Uh, I've got that in here on sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you want to pick up more than just the video portion, there's the podcast, there's the other things that we were referencing in that as well. Also, just want to make mention, today is when Catherine Henry, um, she is going into court. So those of you who are in and around Michigan there, and you can be there to support her. I know some of you guys in the chat are going over there to support her. Please do so. Uh, what a great interview. And, uh, you know, a courageous and knowledgeable lady. And she deserves our support. She really does. And as much as we can, we're going to leave the platform open for people like Catherine who are out there taking a stand, doing the right thing, and uh, and give them an opportunity to speak out because, boy, the voices are being censored more and more. And as much as we have to give people opportunity to speak, we want to do that. Finally, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, if you would like to help us in what we do, we not only do Internet and radio, but we also do Out There Among the People as well. And uh, some people say, well, where can we go hear you speak? Well, you know, if somebody invites me to speak, I never turn down an opportunity to do that. It's just... Most people aren't interested in me speaking to them. They hear enough of me, I guess, once a day. So I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother me. But, uh, yeah, any opportunities that I have that where I can get somewhere, I, I always take those opportunities. Uh, so we have a donate button. If you'd like to help us meet the needs that we have, then uh, please click on that and make a one-time donation. Or if you want to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, that is available as well as at, top, at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. And our store is available always uh, you can go in there and find all kinds of products that are great conversation starters and some that are equipping tools for you and uh, friends around you in the sphere of influence that God has given you. Now, in our store, we're having a special this week. This is Bradley's book, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do. It's normally $11, but if you use the promo code GRASS, that's G-R-A-S-S, -S, at checkout, you'll get 20% off the book. So if you've been waiting to get this book or if you haven't even seen this there, this is Bradley's book. 
Grass doesn't work. The rocks do. Enter grass as the promo code at checkout. You'll get 20% off of that. And, uh, again, we appreciate all your support and hope this is, this is helpful for you guys. Now, from what I understand, Bradley and him did arrive in Michigan last night sometime. Uh, he wanted to hear the, the show that I said I bought so bad, I think, uh, the last one yesterday. And um, so I was going to send him that, and I ended up sending the wrong show. So apparently I got that message from him overnight. He's done driving, so I guess maybe he'll get the, the live version of that on Friday. We'll see what happens. But I, would, I did want to let you know that he had made it in there to Michigan, and I think they have some events to do, some speaking events and things like that that they're going to be doing there in Michigan. And uh, so – if you're in the area, check them out, all right? Now, with that said, it's Rotten of the Core Wednesday, and as always, we have with us the Common Core Dia, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Hello there. <laughs> and Lynn is always chipper when, when, when we get, you know, when we connect here online and she's got exciting things. Uh, it's amazing. Every week, <clears throat> Lynn, you put together these emails, and I just want to kind of throw this out there. When I do the archive for our show on Wednesday... Almost all of the resources and everything, Lynn has very graciously laid it out for me so that I can just dump it in there and you guys can go to it. And so just want you to know, I'm not the one doing that. I just kind of put it in there. But Lynn has done all of the work. Uh, she has put in you know, all of the resources so that you can be educated on it and so that you can go and act on it. Not so you can say, hey, I heard about this or, hey, I learned that today. It's so you can use it to go and, and face the enemies that we're facing and deal with them and bring about a resolve rather than just letting things go downhill the way they seem to be going. So with that said, Lynn, you know, I, um, I titled this Reagan Soviet style education continues under, uh, the Institute's rise initiative. And so I know you're going to be talking about this thing rise and you want to start mm -hmm. off by telling people what <clears throat> rise mean and who exactly we're talking about when we're talking about Reagan, we're talking about the Ronald Reagan. <laughs> The wrong, yes, number 40. Yes, we are. RISE stands for Reagan Institute Summit on Education. And this is uh, tomorrow will be their fourth annual summit. And of course, it's all centered around, well, we've had such a disruptive year in education. What are we going to be able to do to fix it? And in my article, which is uh, called Marching to 40s Beat, there's an image that absolutely captures what we have detailed for what three years now uh on our interviews together yeah. and this is this tyrannical march and if you'll notice this was actually done by a gentleman named ben garrison and he did this to stress the federal reserve and the power it had but this also plays into what we see here in education because you've got the same folks over there who are meddling in education. And if you see, uh, you've got one leg that's a Democrat, one that's a Republican, and they're both saying, well, you know, well, next time I'll, I'll switch parties and it's going to somehow make it all go away. And as we have seen in education, no, it doesn't go away. It just continues. Yeah, that's exactly right. It does continue. And it continues because mm -hmm. the people continue to allow it. That's number one. Right. And we do that through our state legislatures. We do that through our local uh, school boards and things of this nature mm -hmm. by allowing them mm -hmm. to take in federal dollars, and which has all the strings attached that you're constantly warning us about. But mm -hmm. you've also went ahead and, you know, practically... Uh, 
let me see if I can put this this way, and then you can unravel it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, the strings come with the money. And yeah. you've talked about this, uh, the Every Student Succeeds Act. And it doesn't matter what school you're going to, private, uh, any of these other kinds of things, they're all bound, if they're, if they're taking that money, they're all bound to, do, to follow that curriculum, all of this stuff that they're putting out. Mm-hmm. But, practically, Absolutely. but practically, Lynn, i got to tell you, even within a home school, and I know that it's supposed to apply to them too, we're not taking it. Nobody's coming over here in South Carolina and challenging us with that as far as education. Now, that may be coming. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's not. I can eventually see that. But a lot of places aren't having that. And so I can I can see where some people would say, okay, you're saying this supposed to be, but we're not following any of that. We have our own stuff that we're doing. And in some cases, it's it's all Bible-based. It doesn't have anything to do with that. And in some mm-hmm. cases, it's not. It's... Um, Mm-hmm. It's been quote unquote secularized. I don't think there is anything as a secular. Everything is sacred for the for the believer anyway. And so some people may say, "What you're bringing this information, but it's this isn't affecting me." But I think it's affecting everybody, whether we're participating in that or not, because it's a, it's infecting our communities. Well, absolutely, and and that was the whole point. So you know, you're exactly right. Maybe you're not. Uh, taking any of the the government strings, but you know what? A lot of homeschoolers do this unknowingly by participating in some of the things that are in your community that are tied to this. Because again, in every Student Succeeds Act, one of the main mandates was that your whole communities were going to be graded, Tim, on how um, college or career ready, your entire community could make every citizen. So again, this is not just for K through 12. It's not just for public. This is from birth to death. And that was the way it was set up. And so, yeah, if you're going down to the library and you're participating in any of those STEM programs, or if you're, uh, you know, going to the museum and you're taking any of the uh, field trips, uh, those uh field trips, those libraries, it's either going to be Common Core aligned, college career ready aligned, which is the same thing, or it's going to be tied in with STEM. Because again, the UN, the United Nations knew to get America to change, it had to come from within our communities, not from outside our communities. Right, right. Okay, so what do you got for us today? Because uh, obviously, mm-hmm. the, what you, what we start mm-hmm. out with here with the image, many people have seen this image, right. and it's the issue of you know two boots from the same tyrant. One is called Democrat, one is called Republican, and the people just get caught in this thing. I, it reminds me of uh, 1984. Except uh, in 1984, they're saying, well, these are foreign countries. And boy, I see this with China and Russia. You know, one one becomes our ally, or not China and Russia, but <clears throat> how we how we see in Orwell's book, you know, they're constantly taking one country that we're ally with and another country we're enemy, and then they swap them every so many years. Mm-hmm. This kind of looks like the same thing. The people think, well, I voted Democrat this time. I'm going to vote Republican. I voted Republican. I'm going to vote Democrat next time. Because they're seeing that both of them are trampling over our rights and over the Constitution, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and they don't see that they're being played with this two-party system. 
Right. And now I'm glad you brought that up because that was the one thing I was going to say, you know, either boots crushing you. So it doesn't matter. And what we've been what I've been able to find in looking at this particular rise summit, um, you know, Reagan Institute summit on ed is that they are taking some of the same common core machine members and organizations and entities and just continuing on what's been going on. So there will not be any new thing that comes out of this summit tomorrow. It's all going to be the same garbage. Now, let me tell you some of the folks who are going to be participating in this particular summit tomorrow. All right, let me get this up. Hang on just a second. All right. And uh, tell me how many of these we've talked about before, okay? We have the group Amplify. We have the Nebraska Commissioner of Higher Education, Digital Promise, Mississippi's former governor, Abraham Lincoln's Foundation and Library, Grantmakers for Education, current South Carolina U.S. Representative, current Lieutenant Governor from Kentucky, AmeriCorps, Banium Family Learning, Walton Foundation, which is Walmart, the current Arizona Governor, the Nevada Public Instruction, Ed Trust, that's where you're going to find uh, former U.S. Secretary of Education, Dr. John King, Bezos Family, which is um, Amazon. You're going to also find uh, Rhode Island's Higher Education, Wisconsin's current U.S. Representative, the current Lieutenant Governor from Delaware, Louisiana Higher Education, the former Tennessee Governor, the current uh, excuse me Maryland Governor, the current uh, Arkansas Governor, the Vice President for T-Mobile, the National Institute for Excellence in Teaching, the current Colorado Governor, the CEO of Baltimore Public Schools, Massachusetts Higher education, America Achieves, the current commissioner of Tennessee Public Education, two current New Jersey U.S. representatives, South Carolina's current superintendent of education, the Strata Ed Education Network, one North Carolina U.S. representative, PBS NewsHour, College Board's Global Policy and External Relations, and to finish it up, Arnie Duncan and Rod Page, two former U.S. Department of Education secretaries. Nice, nice. Now, I know you threw in a lot of South Carolina stuff there. I guess we got to get busy here and dealing with some of these Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Well, we got one dunderhead from North Carolina, too. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason I want to list that was because Charlotte Iserbite sent me some information to share on today's interview as well and she said that uh, she loved the article by the way but she said here's some things i think that you really need to point out from my book deliberate dumbing down of america on page 176 we need to really point to folks that reagan's white house private sector initiative was in 1981 where i was a department of education liaison this initiative formalize the conservatives' future merging of the public and private sector, which is corporate fascism and communism. And that's what we're seeing today. So early in 1981, the president's task force on private sector initiatives was installed in Washington, D.C. Now, here's the membership that was listed on the White House letterhead. Are you ready? 
William, Ar- William Armony, President of the United Way, William J. Baruti Jr., American Enterprise Institute, Helen Boozless, Mayor, the City of Lincoln, Nebraska, Terrence Cardinal Cook, Archbishop of New York, Governor Pierre S. DuPont from Delaware, Senator David Durenberger, Louis A. Fair, former Governor of Puerto Rico, John Gardner, Chairman of the Independent Sector, Edward Hill, Pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church, Michael S. Joyce, Executive Director, John M. Olin Foundation, Edward H. Kiernan, President of the International Association of Police, Arthur Levitt, Jr., Chairman of the American Stock Exchange, Richard W. Lyman, President of the Rockefeller Foundation, Elder Thomas S. Moonson from the Mormon Church, William C. Norris, Chairman and CEO of Control Data Corporation, George Romney, Chairman of the National Center for Citizen Involvement, C. William Verity, Jr., Chairman of Armco Steel Incorporated, Jerry W. Winger, First Vice President of General Federation of the Women's Club, Thomas H. Wyman, President of CBS Incorporated, William S. White, President of CS Mott Foundation. This totally new and un-American concept of partnerships between the public and private sector has already been readily accepted by our elected officials who ignore the roots of socialism and implications for the discontinuation of our representative form of government and accountability to our taxpayers. Under this partnership process, determining responsibility when something goes wrong is like pinning jello to the wall. So such a change in government land, if presented in clear language to the citizens at the polls, would be rejected. However, when implemented gradually using the Marxist Hegel Hegelian dialect, citizens don't even notice what is happening. The shift is away from the elected representatives. So in time, after our voters have become even more disenchanted with the candidates and election results, fewer and fewer citizens will vote. And at that point, a highly respected member of the public will enter the picture to propose a solution to the problem with some sort of compromise toward parliamentary form of government found in our socialist democracies, which will be acceptable to Americans unfamiliar with the protections guaranteed by our U.S. Constitution. Now, one could possibly say confidently, oh, this will never happen in America. But look around you. What do you see? Site-based management in your local schools, transferring decision-making, traditionally exercised by elected school boards, has now gone to politically correct appointees and the creation of unelected task force at all government levels. Proposals to separate school and state, which make no mention of governmental and social structure consequences, efforts to have government money or your taxes pay for services delivered by private, religious, or home schools with no public representation. There can be no accountability to the taxpayers under a system so alien to the United States form of representative government. So how clean, neat, and tidy this all is. Wholesale destruction of an entire wonderful system of government without firing one single shot. So as a U.S. Department of Education liaison with the White House during these early days of this initiative, I inquired of one of the President's Reagan's political appointees whether this initiative was not corporate fascism, a politically incorrect question which resulted in someone else replacing me as the liaison in the White House. 
Yeah, and that's that. Now, when did she write that? That was uh, nineteen. That was from page one seventy six. I think that was back when the book first came out. So that would have been what the early nineties, I believe it is. Yeah, or late eighties. I'm not yeah. sure. Late eighties. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I'm not sure either. But yeah, she wrote that, and um, I tell you what, she also included for us, and we're going to have this in the uh, resources for everyone. The original five page document for Project Best, which is the Better Skills through education initiative that Reagan started. And this is where we have, we're seeing now a lot of the artificial intelligence and the blockchain. That's what it's morphed into. And, you know, uh, a few weeks ago when we had Jake on, uh, who wrote School World Order, he mentioned uh, Reagan's uh, dastardly deeds in education at least 11 times in his book. And in my article from yesterday, um, I laid those page numbers out for you so that you could see, yes, he's... uh, he did a lot of bad things in education, which have lived on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with this, with this going on, mm-hmm. you know, again, I, we had, I had a conversation. The next to the last conversation that I had with Victor before, you know, they, they were killed mm-hmm. in an explosion. Mm-hmm. And I said, for people who've been asking about that, I still haven't got the final word from the sheriff on that. When I do, I'll relay that that in a an article format to where we know exactly, or at least what they think happened in that situation. Right. But I know I talked with with Victor because he listened to one of our shows. I think with with Charlotte, the one we had with Charlotte, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, she's got a lot of good information. He says, but you know, there were guys in there who said this was not Reagan. Reagan was completely opposed to these things but you know he was saying after he was that the assassination attempt on his life his life there that you know he's he's evaluating hey are they going to kill me are they going to do this that and the other and i said well you know i understand that as a man i do understand it but i said at the same time i said you go in you have to go into a position such as a president of the united states understanding that your life's in danger here and when if you're going to go and sell the people out, I, there's no other word that I can say for it, it. Even though I understand that kind of mentality, then it's being cowardly and to sell the American people out to this Soviet-style education system. And now we're we're really seeing the fruit of that. Now mm-hmm. we've been mm-hmm. seeing it for some time, but really now we're what mm-hmm. forty years removed from that, and we yeah. see what it's done. I, you know, you just can't stand by and say, well. It was like I was, him. yeah. That I was. That I was. T- mm-hmm. He's the one who's got the signature on it, and that's that's the actions that he's taken, and right. and it's been problematic for the American people ever since because it's a violation of the Constitution. Right. Well, in t- in today's uh, articles, excuse me, in today's archive, you're going to have links to the documents, uh, courtesy of Charlotte, where we see Reagan's signature, and it's the U.S.-USSR Citizen Exchange Agreement. Education was involved in that. The U.S.-USSR Education Agreement, RAND Corporation, and the State Department were involved in that as well. A lot of our universities Okay, Uh, you're also going to find uh, some of the the same names are going to be in uh, John's book, uh, School World Order. I mean, we've got President Reagan's task force on private education that every student sees at, which was under President Obama. We have Reagan uh, executive orders that created charter schools. Oh, joy of joys. Uh, Outcome based education, which we know was 
based off of B.F. Skinner, but was also in the USSR education system. And we know that President Trump picked up a lot of this stuff uh, that had been laid down by, I mean, some of these things since Reagan had been picked up by one president, put down by another. But Trump was the one who picked up Project Best again and ran with it. So that's why we're seeing a lot of this uh, stuff with the uh, the data mining and the uh, artificial intelligence and the blockchain. Now, his Reagan's biggest nod to the UN, though, was, uh, again, the Project Best, better education skills through technology. Uh, so, yeah, uh, in Jake's book, School World Order, he'll also tell you how Reagan handpicked William Bennett to be the Secretary of Education, who later went on to be tied to Betsy DeVos before she became Secretary of Education through K-12 through Inc. Schools, which is making a boatload of money off of the COVID and in-home instruction through their company, which is Common Core Aligned. But here's the thing. It's all tied to ALEC which is the American legislative, what is it? The American legislative, uh, oh, phooey, I can't remember. Anyway, it's ty- that's George Soros's group. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's that's all that is running education. And as Charlotte said, here we have, without one shot, all these private groups coming in, and they're doing what? They're overrunning our school boards. Yeah. Uh, Alec, American Legislative Exchange Council. Thank you. I was looking at, Thank you. I, I, I knew I it was American that. Legislative. I just couldn't think. But yeah, Soros has that in his back pocket. And you'll find uh, not only Trump, but you'll find Kushner. You'll find Rockefeller. You'll find a big, big group of, of a lot of the people that we've talked about who are just not ruining education, but just America itself. Yeah. Now, that that leads to a question that I do have, and that is, you know, we've talked about National Education Day. We've talked about the guys mm-hmm. pushing the Noahide laws and things of that nature. Right. Are, they, are mm-hmm. they participating in what we're talking about right here, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And if you'll remember, Carter was the first one who, you know, met with Schneerson. Reagan met with him, too. And we have an image in um, my article that shows that. And uh, let's see here. It was from our interview that we did on Noahide, where we talked about the moment of silence and the last point um, of the image for the history of moment of silence says President Reagan wrote to Rebbe Schneerson on April 15, 1981, with this quote, with your emphasis on moral and ethical values and your interest in education, you have contributed greatly to both the intellectual and spiritual development of our nation, end quote. Yeah, can anybody say, I smell what you're shoveling here, and that it's not something that's good. And I this yeah, this is part of the problem. These would be the same people that would that would decry church and state if Christians were pushing Christianity in the education mm-hmm. system, they'd really have a problem with that uh, because, you know, they would see if we go to uh, carry the gospel to one of their people in their community, it would be seen as killing them. They actually look at it uh, as killing them. And it's, it's the furthest thing from that, but they would really have a problem with that. But yet they want to push their religious worldview, which, by the way, Jesus condemned all in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. when he addressed their forefathers. 
And so <clears throat> he said, you're of your father, the devil, because if you were of uh, Abraham, if Abraham was your daddy, you'd be doing the works of Abraham, and you'd right. recognize who I am and why I'm here. So there's a real problem there in the midst of what we're what we're seeing here in education. And boy, it's being driven by a lot of different people that don't have a biblical worldview, that's for sure. Well, absolutely. Now, if you would be so kind as to show the image um, that I put in the email, it's going to say Reagan Institute Summit of Education. And then there is a uh, uh, quote that I want us to to show everyone, because this is going to be when they meet tomorrow, this is going to be their goal. All right. If you'd like to read that for folks who can't see it. Yeah, it's... um... The Reagan Institute Summit on Education, quote, one recommend, uh, our recommendations are based on the beliefs that everyone can learn, well, duh, that everyone is born with an urge to learn, which can be nurtured, that a high, solid high school education is within reach of virtually all, and that lifelong learning will equip people with the skills required for new careers and citizenship. Mm-hmm. All right, can you want to you want to break that down for us? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're dying to do it. <laughs> okay, well, in this particular quote, you'll see that certain words are highlighted. Okay, learn. All right, nurtured, education, skills, career, and citizenship. Those are all the ones that are nurtured, but nestled in between them, everyone's born with an urge to learn. B.S. No, we're not. No, we're not. We are born with the urge to be nurtured. We are born with the urge to be with our families and to learn from them, not a government system. Okay. Yep. So that urge to learn largely is fed by those we're around or in some cases not fed. Okay. So that's where a lot of people are saying, oh, well, because of COVID, we have all this learning loss. Well, that's where they're trying to go with this is because there's been such damage. This is going to be how we're going to come in tomorrow and we're going to all put our heads together and we're going to nurture these people. Well, government does not nurture you. It controls you. Okay. Solid high school education. Are you kidding me? No one's had a solid high school education in probably the last 40 years, unless you've homeschooled without any government intrusion. Maybe All more right? than that. Maybe more than 40 right. years. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Virtually. Well, there you go. There's your nod to technology. All right. Lifelong learning. Oh, good gosh. Okay. Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, the United Nations, uh, World Bank, every one of them have latched on to the lifelong learning because, again, that's where you get that cradle to grave. All right. It's going to equip you. No, it's going to control you. It's going to assess where you should be getting those skills. And as far as new careers, well, that's where we get to. If you're not already in the system, you're going to be put into the system and retrained. And of course, for citizenship, that's going to be another nod to the collectivism that we're seeing happen. So this particular statement is so loaded with agenda, but you don't really see it unless you've been following what we've been talking about. 
Yeah, because I can see people looking at this and saying, oh, well, th- this doesn't sound so bad. I mean, you're going to learn some skills. You're going to be right. educated. You're going to be nurtured. You're going to learn. You're going to have all out. these careers and all this stuff. What could what could possibly be bad about that? Well, the the issue is, is the federal government is not authorized in the area this. of education. That's the real problem. And you've got that in your article, too. We've mm-hmm. talked about the Tenth Amendment uh, we've talked about the Ninth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment most predominantly to speak right. to that. But we've also talked about this one here, 20 U.S.C. 1232A, which mm-hmm. prohibits federal control of education to the point that it says no provision of any applicable program shall be construed to authorize any department, agency, mm-hmm. officer, or employee of the United States to exercise any direction, supervision, or control over the curriculum, program of instruction, administration, or personnel of any educational institution, school, or school system. Folks, <clears throat> when government gets us talking about education, we should all rise up with one voice and say, shut your pie hole. You have no authority in this matter. We didn't give you any authority in our Constitution to be talking about education, to be funding education, or to be directing any kind of, of, of curriculum, life skills, any of this stuff. We didn't authorize you to do it, and then we ought to be tossing them out and bringing, them, bringing some charges against them for trying to do that. It's unlawful. It's crimes against the people. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's point out a couple of things. The Reagan Institute is part of the Reagan Library uh, and Museum, which is taxpayer funded. Now, the Institute and the Foundation might have uh, taxpayer money, but it's also going to have private organization money. And as far as uh, people saying, oh, well, you know, that that uh, mission doesn't sound so bad, you know, education and skills, citizens citizenship and you know that sort of thing but let's remember one of the idiots who's going to be speaking during this summit tomorrow is arnie duncan and he had the audacity to sit and and tell god and the world that one day we were going to look at a second grader and be able to tell where they were going as far as their career. And if people don't think that that is scary, I don't know what to think because, you know, that totally backs up what Lamar Alexander promised the National Governors Association back in the 80s, which was we were going to go to the hospital and we were going to grab mama and the babies and we were going to control them from there. So all those years later, here comes Arnie Duncan And he's saying, you know, yep, by second grade, we're going to know exactly where they're going. Because, you know, he was talking about the career paths. He was talking about the straitjackets of government education, just like Lamar Alexander was. And Duncan is a Democrat. And Lamar was a Republican. I guess he still is. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's 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 got to be key. That's one of the things we hit on. That's got to be key for the people. And I know most of the people who listen to the show understand that when it comes to these things, these agendas that are put down, and education is one of them, both of these parties are marching lockstep to that. 
they really are marching lockstep to that. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the president is. doesn't matter uh, who the Congress is. They're marching lockstep with that. There are very few voices that speak out against um, you know, the federal government's role in education. Very, very few at all. In fact, they all want to control it so they can say they did it or so they can say their party did it. And, you know, I can list several things where these politicians do that. They want to have a legacy about something. And I got to say their legacy is lawlessness because they're pushing these things. But you're right. It is a scary thing when Mm -hmm. the people start to say, we can tell in second grade what you're going to be when you're 20. I mean, to me, that smacks of people wanting to play God uh, in the matter. And I, I really do think this is part of the reason why God came down at the Tower of Babel. And he's like, you know, the people says, we got to come together or we're going to be destroyed. And uh, we're, we're going to, you know, take care of ourselves rather than rely mm-hmm. upon God. And God comes down and he's like, yeah, I'm not having any of this. You guys, you guys aren't going to be able to communicate anymore. And now we're seeing the reversal of that man trying mm-hmm. to reverse that in the sense of bringing us all together. So we're basically having one common language, if you will, uh, yeah. through the through the ability to translate and all these other kinds of things and uh, <clears throat> and producing this devilish kind of thing where they're going to teach the kids their way, which they aren't authorized to do. Absolutely. Well, I will tell you this Rise Summit. Uh, that's going to be tomorrow was one of the first places I've seen the not 21st century readiness skills, but the 22nd century readiness skills mentioned. Uh, also wanted to point out that Charity Navigator describes the Reagan Foundation and Institute, which is sponsoring this um, or hosting this summit tomorrow. Here's how they describe it. The Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to the promotion of the legacy of Ronald Reagan and his timeless principles. You ready? Individual liberty, economic opportunity, global democracy, and national pride. Lord, there's the pride again. Tell Tell me what's wrong with that. <laughs> they, they, they have no business doing it. No, they have no business <laughs> doing it. I, there's, it's, it's like, it's like if a guy come comes to your door, mm-hmm. and and you open the door and say hello, and he just walks on in and starts messing around in your house. Well, he's not authorized to do that. First of all, he probably shouldn't even be on your property. But then yeah. coming in and doing that, this is the same thing. They're not authorized to do it. They come in and do it like. This is our job. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what you voted for us to do. This is what you hired us to do. And, yeah. and you're sitting here going, no, 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 we didn't do that. We we never authorized you to do this thing. And you're acting like you're our rulers rather than our representatives. It's completely backwards. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a real it is a real problem. There's no doubt about that. It is. But, you know, and, and I want folks to understand, I didn't write this article to pick on Reagan. Okay, because the man's dead and uh, there might have been a few good things that he did. But by and large, when you leave a legacy like this and here we are 40 years removed and it's stronger than ever and it's as un-American as ever. It doesn't seem to me like we have carried on a legacy worth worth carrying on. Yeah, well, <clears throat> that wasn't all that Reagan left behind. And again, not to pick on right. Reagan, but the right. but the fact of the matter is, you know, I've got his his book of letters. It's about that thick, 
And, you know, I've read a lot of his letters that he wrote, and somebody asked him, you know, what he what he regretted most at the time. And I think he points back to, you know, when he was governor of California, and because of his marriage falling apart, I forget the uh, actress that he was married to at first, but his marriage fell apart because of his fight against, quote-unquote, communism in Hollywood, and then here he is embrace, sort of embracing it in the education system. He ran straight into it. Yeah, he ran straight into it. And so, you know, he said... Because of my pain in divorce, I signed the bill for no-fault divorce. And he said, I see what it did. It was terrible. I mean, he actually acknowledged, I wish I hadn't have done that because I see what I thought was helping people actually just opened the floodgates for people to just get divorces for any old reason that they wanted to. Before then, I mean, it was a very strict thing uh, of some kind of adultery or something like that that you or abandonment, you know, which would both of those would fall under lines for biblical divorce. Mm-hmm. When you, when you had that going on, he said, I saw the result of it and it was, it was just devastating to our state. And then it moved out through the United States. So, you know, there was a lot of things that, that were, that were done by the hand of Reagan and whether he meant to do them or not, he did them and they have yeah. tremendous implications even to this day. Well, absolutely. Um, I, I just, Wow. Okay. Um, But think about this. Executive orders that Reagan signed to create charter schools. What's wrong with that? He has no authority to do it. He didn't, but yet he did. And what are we having now? Charter schools. And what are charter schools? Public-private partnerships. And what is that? Fascism. That's exactly what it is. And and, and (sighs) sadly, though, Lynn, the people apparently don't get that they think fascism communism socialism only occurs in the quote-unquote democrat party and Mm-mm. yet it's Mm-mm. being held by both of them mm-hmm. due to the things that they're pushing and again this is one of the things that has to be driven into our minds that yeah we can say whatever this guy said was good or whatever he did here over here was good but you can't let the other stuff go and yeah. I'm reminded no, it's of not, it's not a one party disease. That's right. It is both parties disease. That's right. And uh, they've, they've embraced it. There's no other way to say it. Yeah. It reminds me of the interview that I did yesterday. Uh, you know, when I asked about vaccines and it's, well, we're not, you know, um, people make mistakes. No mistakes is when you take your pencil and you push too hard and you break the lead or you grab the blue paint instead of the white paint that's that's a mistake when the bible talks about sin it's transgression of the law and we have a law called the constitution that's supposed to bind these guys it's supposed to restrict them and when you step over that line that's not a mistake that is a deliberate transgression over the law that you said you were going to uphold in the name of the people and you swore Mm -hmm. before god man you would do it so it's not a mistake it's 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 you're you're violating the law that that's not a mistake Right. Well, let's think about this. In this summit, you've got not only former legislative representatives and governors and so on and so forth. You've got current ones. That should be very troubling because you know what they're going to be bringing up? They're going to be bringing up how to use all that money from the American Rescue Plan, all those billions of dollars that were thrown to the states in the name of education for supposed COVID relief. So, of course, that's going to come up. And part and parcel of that will be uh, more government control over 
decisions that should be yours and yours alone. Yeah, Lynn, um, we've got, mm-hmm. a, got a question in the chat. Please explain sure. briefly how they are fascist. Now, by definition, it's government and, you know, businesses, corporations working together. And we're seeing that in a lot of ways. We're even seeing it. I mean, Jen Psaki said this week they're working to censor, to violate the First Amendment. They're working to censor any, quote, what they call misinformation or disinformation on alleged vaccines with corporations like Facebook, Twitter, and the like. And oh, so, they really have the medical wherewithal yes. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so do you want to explain exactly how that works here in this? All right. Hang on just a second. I was going to uh, see if I can. Okay. <clears throat> From my dictionary, fascism, the first definition, nationalist movement that controlled Italy from 22 to 43 under Benito Mussolini originally based on opposition to communism and socialism. Fascism established rigid economic controls and attempted to organize most faces of Italian life. Number two, any similar movement, such as the German Nazism or the Falange in Spain, which advocates a national dictatorship, private ownership of property, but state control of the economy and suppression of opposing political movements, particularly socialism and communism. Three, also fascism doctrines or methods of such movements. Uh, So it goes on and tells you a little bit more about that. But my point is, and how this works in education, is you're taking private corporations' money which have nothing to do with education and it's controlling education, which is a public entity. Uh, Government is not supposed to be offering us services, but yet uh, education is one of the biggest services that our federal government has on the books. And if you doubt that, go look at the national budget. Not just the federal government, the state governments are doing it. State government, yeah. I mean, they've gone so far... They've gone so far as to institute lotteries that they say are going to lower our taxes and stuff, which is just a Mm-mm. load of, no. yeah. No, um, no, I, I did I did mean to include states, so yeah. thank you for doing that. Sure. But yeah, it is a state and federal government. Uh, the reason they're doing it is for economic. And we've talked about this, that throughout this grab in education uh, to align it to workforce readiness and job skills, because that's what this is about, that outcome-based education, the competency-based education that Charlotte and and so many others have been warning us about for years that is part of the not only communism, but socialism and fascism and Nazism, uh, because they're all balled into this. But anyway, the point of it is, is that you have corporations who've gotten into education because it's a good business decision. It's a good tax write-off, but it's also uh, taking authority that belongs to you and it's taking it away from you and putting it in their hands so that they can tell you what to do with your life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can hear some people who might come in and say, well, aren't there people in the Bible who had this, quote-unquote, secular education. And I, I know some people would point back to Daniel, Shadrach, mm-hmm. Meshach, and Abednego. And what I would say to them is this. One, they were young men. They were they were teenagers. They were probably in their mid-teens when they were taken into Babylon. And before that, you know, in that, the, the, the Israelites at that time, the faithful ones, 
what they would do, they were said uh, that their children would learn the law of God uh, while they were at the breast of their mother. And so the the law of God was being taught. Deuteronomy six. This is what we we point to. It was taught mm-hmm. to them. This is why when when they went to Babylon, they could respectfully request, "Look, we can't eat the king's meat or drink mm-hmm. his wine. Give us water and some beans, lentils, whatever." Mm-hmm. And we're faith. We're we're trusting God is faithful in that to show Himself strong in us. Give us a test of ten days. Show, you know, show what we're doing. I mentioned this the other week, mm-hmm. and. And indeed, that's what God did. They already had that conviction because they had been brought up that way, even in the short years they had been living. And so even when they were confronted with learning all the things, and the Bible says that they they did go to the schools, and they were made wise, not by those things, but they had been made wise by God, and that they could even take those things and use them for His glory. They could you know, be discerning about what was true, what was not in that, and they were made wise in it. So this idea that you just dump your kids off in uh, in the public school, and I hear many parents say stuff like, "Well, they're 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 being missionaries there." Well, would you send them to Kenya? Well, no, of course not. Why? Why would we do that? Well, then why would you send them in there? They're not equipped yet to handle those things. In many cases, it's just the reality. They're just not equipped to handle those things. Well, yeah, but this is what happens when you have government intrusion into any area of our life that that has no business. Is that it? erupts it it erodes the uh the foundation and you're exactly right we've talked about uh the difference uh on education in biblical times we did that i think last year in december when we took the month and we we looked at the the old testament and new testament and education but one of the things that that you're exactly right about their foundation was so rock solid that by the time they hit the worldly education which at that point was a little bit of science, a little bit of math. Uh, history was from the Bible. Morals were from the Bible. Uh, but yeah, you had very few uh, subjects or what we would understand as subjects that these people were uh, uh, immersed in. And then it was for a short time because again they had other things that they were supposed to be doing because they didn't have some of the modern conveniences they did not go down to the 7-eleven and pick up a slurpee no if they wanted something to drink they had to go down to the the um excuse me the river or they had to you know bring the water back so that others could have it so you didn't have a lot of time to just mess around and this is one of the things that we're seeing and the government's uh saying, well, you know, because COVID happened and we have so many people who that's all they did was mess around. Well, we've got to come in and we've got to fix this for them because, you know, they have to learn. They have to get out there. They have to get a job. They have to make money because our economy is suffering. No, it's because they want to extort them for that money. That's what it is. Uh, Lynn, we got about 30 seconds. You want to tell people where they can find out more about you and what you do? (laughs) Sure. Uh, CommonCoreDiva.com is my blog. Uh, Yeah, if you'd like me to come and speak to you, I would love to do that. I do need financial uh, help to get there, though. Uh, Supposedly, I'm supposed to be in uh, Oklahoma and Texas in September. We'll see how God pulls that off. And uh, yeah, I'd love to come and and hang out with your group. And uh, so help me get there. And uh, if you want to see more of me, uh, Liberty Bells on Brideon and Rumble, Breaking News Journal on Amazon and Roku. You can find me on most of the usual uh, social media platforms too. 
All right, Lynn Taylor, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for joining us today, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for your support. Don't miss Bradley today, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. See ya. <laughs>